When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 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 and welcome to a special episode of How You About You. It's your girl Shitties from K-Pop Box. And Shay from the K-Way. And on this podcast, we love hanging out with you guys to talk through the hottest K-news, your unpopular opinions, dilemmas, and everything in between. And sometimes we even have special guests. Yes, and today we have Yantina. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So our special guest for today, she's a platinum-selling pop, dance, and K-pop and indie-orientated songwriter, vocalist, and producer. She's worked with the likes of NCT127, EXO, Monster X, to name a few. So Yantina, please say hi to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about yourself. Hi, everybody. Firstly, thanks for having me. And I'm super excited to talk a little K-pop. And I'm a songwriter. I've been doing this for, for quite some time. Do a lot of pop music. And then I kind of accidentally rolled into K-pop a little bit. And one of my good friends is a producer out there. So I, I work on a lot of things with him these days, uh, directly with the artists. And besides that, I'm, I'm an artist. I have my own project, release my own music. But I love to keep it very diverse and do yeah, do a lot of different things, really. Ooh, she's Amazing. spicy. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, per usual, now it's time for Hot Topic. So, this week's going to be a little bit different. We're going to get to know our guests a little bit better. So, Shanice, shoot her our questions. Yes. So, I saw that you wrote your first song at age 11. So, did yes. I? I'm joking. Um, really? Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, I probably did, but it probably wasn't any good. Do you remember what it was called? And yeah. did this spark your songwriting journey? I, I remember exactly what it was called. It was called The Dark Inside Me. Oh, Because wow, I was very, deep. I know, I was a very strange, well, I was quite a weird kid, I think. And I was just by myself behind my piano piano a lot and, and this is just what came out but also I used to listen to a lot of punk rock and a lot of emo and a lot of like metal stuff so it was definitely also my ballpark and I played that with my band and it definitely sparked my career it was the start of it all really wow I love wow. did you have a band at 11 or yeah Oh, oh my wow. god, that's amazing! <laughs> Who introduced you to metal at eleven? That's that's amazing. Oh my, um, my stepdad. Oh wow. Yeah, and my mom as well. It's kind of she would always listen to like Rammstein and stuff, and like my stepdad liked Metallica, like Sepultura and stuff, like the harder stuff. And um, so yeah, I got that. But then they also listened to ABBA and like super poppy things. So I got a blend of a everything, mix. and I still I still like that. So yeah, that's so cool. amazing. So I also saw that when you was in secondary or high school, um, you were in a girl in a girl band as well. Yes. And I feel like you were living out a lot of, you know, teenage dreams where you do gigs and all of that. So how was <laughs> <laughs> how was your experience with that? And what were you called? So the, the old girl band was actually the one I started when I was 11. Oh, you uh, started? Wow. Yeah, that, that was my fer- very first band. And we were just some friends and there was this talent show in school. And we were like, oh, yeah, let's do this. And then I wrote a song for the talent show. 
um, basically that so, so that was the incentive to to start writing it was just a school competition really and um, yeah it was super fun uh, we started playing a bit some more gigs but not too many and then this local pop punk label heard us or saw our show and they were like oh, they're so cute and like cool and obviously we were so young and it was we didn't even have a guitar we were at two we had bass two keyboards drums and two vocals it's so really we like piano pop punk almost and so cool. yeah they liked it so then signed or was signed uh kind of put us on their compilations and on their label nights and yeah that's that's where it all kind of started for me that's, that's amazing. amazing. <laughs> Do you remember fun. what's like the first K-pop song you ever listened to? Yeah. Listen to. I'll tell you now. So I'm, I'm a bit of an intruder. <gasps> because, <Intruder>. <laughs> because I, uh, so what happened was Justin Oh, he's a great producer and also a great dance producer. He's from, from Seoul, from South Korea. He sent me a message on Instagram or no, wait, actually it was on my old email, he got my email from somewhere and I don't even know how. <laughs> um, and he sent me a message like, oh, can you top line this? Because I like your work. Because by then I already did a lot of dance stuff. And coming from the Netherlands, that's kind of where you start out with anyway, because there's so many dance beeps. But uh, he asked that and then I wrote something and he liked it. And then Amber and Luna from FX ended up singing the tune. So I was like, oh, okay. Cool. I mean, uh, I knew K-pop existed, uh, but that's when I had to look into it, obviously, because mm. then all of a sudden I worked with artists that are big there. And um, and not long after, I flew to Korea for my first writing camp there. It, it all quite, went quite fast, actually. So you just kind of sucked into it, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So being a member of a girl group and your experiences with writing and producing songs, if you had the creative power to create a K-pop group, what kind of musical style or color would you make them debut as? And oh my gosh, that's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so creative. So I think it would definitely be, uh, it would be cool to have a, more punky band, mm. a band and the girls maybe also girls that would be sick and then they all play instruments as well so it's not just Ooh. a girl singing group they're all like to do everything that would be kind of sick and also if it's guys that play instruments so a little less dancing maybe i know it's very controversial very non-k-pop no, like like a little less thing. dancing a little bit more band that would be sick do, do, do you have like a name <laughs> you know putting you on the spot right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm so bad at names. We'll, we'll come back to you. I'm gonna yeah, 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 yeah. The end. You best, you better <laughs> stop thinking. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have, as Shay mentioned before, you have worked with the likes of Monster X, Keith from Shiny, Luna, and Amber from FX, NCT. So on, so on, so on, so on, so on. So on. Um, are there any other Korean artists that you would love to work with that you haven't yet? I think everyone wants to work with BTS, obviously. Um, I mean, that's a no-brainer. If only it is because it's just the almost the biggest you can get. Like, so, of course, um, love to work with Gr Girls' Generation, with Red Velvet. I've I've done way more. I haven't really done girl bands. Yeah, it's all guys. Yeah, it's all boy bands. So, oh, apart from the stuff, I did some stuff for Luna solo stuff as well. So, yeah, that's a girl, but no girl bands. So that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I could see you like with a red velvet because red velvet 
they kind of experiment with different mm, yeah and i don't think they've done the whole if you go with like your whole punk kind of aesthetic vibe like a maybe do like a punk poppy mashup mm. red velvet yeah. I, i feel like it would work that'd be sick right or even like itsy or something or like, i could see that working yeah. so if you if it does happen me and shay want a cut Okay. No, no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, this is where the idea started. If you didn't ask me this question, I would never think of it. So, well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's the end of hot topics. Hot, hot topics. If there are any other questions or stories you want me and Shay to talk about in the future, make sure you hit us up on our socials at How You At You or use the hashtag How You At You. Okay, so moving on to our next segment called Say What where you send in your unpopular opinions, dilemmas, tea, drama, all that good stuff, then you can send that to howutea at gmail.com. That's howutea at gmail.com. Or if you want to be anonymous, then you can submit a form on my website, which is kpopbox.co.uk forward slash how you actually the letter just you so in this segment we have a few unpopular opinions and um, you know we just want to know if you agree disagree we'll have a little conversation about it so shay take it away yes so just to preface this segment of our show is where people submit any of their k-pop orientated unpopular opinions so i'm going to read them out they've all been submitted we like to keep it anonymous and then you can give us your opinion on their opinion so Ooh. the very <laughs> the very yeah. first unpopular opinion for today is i personally wish that more groups and k-pop artists had a say in what their songs sound like so from your experience to like from groups that you've worked with is it more of a collaborative process or is it a bit of both where you might have like a song or hear a beat and you write a song and send it off? I've been on the, I've been on two ends of the spectrum. So when I was working with SM Entertainment at their offices, it was very structured. And the artists were there and they were there to, to kind of see what was going on, but that was it. And I remember we were kind of co-writing something uh, but then that was kind of weird. They found it a bit weird. It was, no, that definitely. I, I, that happens. I've seen that happen personally. But on the other end of the spectrum, you have a band like Monster X, which I've been, who, whom I've been working with recently. And they actually write themselves. They write lyrics oh. in English also, Korean English. And so what, what we do there is that I, Justin produces, I kind of, um, well, I write the song on top of it with obviously a theme already and the lyrics, but a lot of times they come back and Monster X, Monster X comes back and uh, with some lyrical adjustments or a fully new lyric that happens too. So, yeah, I think it's definitely very cool that, that they do that themselves and have a very clear vision, obviously in collaborate, collaboration with the labels. Well, they seem to have a very clear vis artistic vision. So, but they also are with a different label. So yeah. I don't know if that makes a difference at all. Because I don't know if Starship is easier in that respect, or mm, I don't know enough about about the things. Yeah. So it's like a spectrum, a bit of a bit. Of yeah, that. yeah, it happens. Yeah, definitely. But I've also seen the the offices who are because you know it's it's a gigantic skyscraper where SM Entertainment is based, and on the whatever. Uh, I mean, this is not accurate, but on the on the seventh floor, all the eleven year olds get dance training because you have to imagine like they get scouted so early on and just train, train, trained into this K-pop 
multi-talented machine. So I don't think songwriting is nurtured, mm. maybe also in the process, but also they're very much part of a product, a genius product, but a product, you know? So that that's definitely also, the, yeah, that's that side. I think they stayed in that statement where they probably just do whatever they're told almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it depends on the company. Yeah. Or maybe it depends, it may be the company, but it may be also the idol themselves. Yeah. So there might be like a few, some few idols that may come in that they have good pen game and they don't want to lose that. So they might nurture it, whereas someone else might come in and they're more dance orientated. So they nurture that instead. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously within a group, there's a lot of different talents as well. As you know, so I remember with uh, with X though in the studio because I was that was in on my first Korean trip. I, I was in the studio with Skrillex actually because he apparently really likes using K-pop. So it was with him and EXO. and then we started like, working with the rapper of the group. They're like, oh yeah, because we, I mean, we weren't rappers. They're so like, yeah, you you write a rap, cool. So he did that, and so that was a bit of co-writing with EXO yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Cool. And also, like, a little question that I have even, do you sometimes find it quite hard when having to write these lyrics? Because obviously some of them must have to get translated into Korean. So you sometimes, like, having to word things differently or is it quite a natural process for you? It is quite natural. Uh, although, I, I mean, yeah, there is a bit of a dilemma because sometimes you think, like, yeah, well, they're going to throw everything away anyway. So how much time and effort do you put in it? then like i said sometimes they don't throw throw it away at all and a lot of times they love to base a story if you have a good story the translator will will base us base it on that story too so i think it's really important to to still try your best on the english lyrics uh when you write a song because it's also the heart and soul of the song if you ask me because I'm, I'm big big on lyrics anyway so i couldn't really do a completely throwaway lyric uh no. Perfect. Okay. So I guess we we don't agree or disagree with this one, but it's cool mm-hmm. when artists do have a say and some input in the sound of their songs. Okay, so exactly. our next unpopular opinion is K-pop songs nowadays aren't as good or as creative as they used to be. I feel like there's a lot of noise music. Mm. This is an opinion you hear all over, always. And also an opinion you've always heard. It's not just K-pop, it's everything. If there are trends, there's a lot of people that follow that trend. And maybe when you, that person that has the opinion, which I, I understand where they're coming from, but if you just discover something, everything's new and fresh. But then maybe years down the line, when you've been listening to K-pop a lot, you kind of notice that there's trends and everyone follows them. And you'll always have these artists that set set the precedent, set the style, and then the rest follows. And doesn't mean it's less good. I think it's quite normal, actually. Yeah. So I, I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree with I agree with you as well because I was I was also thinking there might be certain trends that you like, like yeah. your musical style, and then because now the trend is X, and you're like, I don't like X. This is this is noise. Yeah, it's exactly. Kind of, it's, it's kind of like a generation thing as well because sometimes you have so. people like even within a genre, it's like, oh, hip hop's not as good as it used to be back in my day it's yeah. because of like a whole n- nostalgia it's just and very different yeah but even i mean misimagine that even when, when bach came out with his classical music people were like this is trash mm. <laughs> the headlines remind us daily 
The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. So, you know, just of all times, really. Yeah. But it is true that there's a, well, is a difference, that, but I don't know if this, the person that stated that still remembers like the CD era. Probably not, because they wouldn't really have known K-pop um, if if it wasn't for huge online streaming services. Because yeah. I mean, in in that time, of course, the selection was more selected, so you didn't have as much out there. Right now, there's so much, so it's also the accessibility to to an abyss of music is also why it's just a freaking. It can be a bit of a yeah, like I said, distortion of a lot of things. Um, yeah. But yeah, they don't have to. I think the main thing is is that they don't have to worry because there's always really creative minds that will try to do something new or cool and that won't end. Um, yeah, so I guess we don't overall we don't really agree with that one. I guess it's down to also personal mm. taste as well. And yeah. music is forever evolving and changing. Okay, yes. and then you word it so much better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I like your explanation. I think I think it was really nice. Um, and then our last unpopular opinion for today is: I feel like boy groups have better music written for them in comparison to girl groups. Oh, thoughts and feelings. Interesting. Is this the? Is this maybe a residue of the patriarchy? You know. Oh, indeed. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I don't. I do think that. M- men have a still a slightly different position in society than women have that's true but uh, I, I don't personally agree no it's it is a difficult one maybe it's also a projection of yeah maybe men do have more i can imagine that maybe male k-pop groups are a bit more emancipated into the the productionist and writing system than the female k-pop groups but I honestly don't know. I haven't been in Korea enough to fully understand the balance between male and females. I don't know if it's the same as it is here. For instance, in the UK, I have no idea. Do you, do you guys know? I feel I feel like this opinion is from someone that is boy group, um, like a boy group stan that they hmm. listen to that because I feel like maybe it comes from. And maybe this is just my bias. I feel like sometimes the boy groups have better title tracks, but mm. the girl groups, they still have quality songs, but they're usually hidden in the album sometimes. Interesting. So, mm. And then again, as you said, maybe they won't sing about the same topics. Yeah. They won't sing about it in the same way. So you may like the way the boy groups sing it 
than how the girl groups would interpret it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think the boy groups might have a bit more freedom when it comes to, because even the, the Monster X stuff I've, I've done, I mean, I have to say K-pop is way more proper, as in it won't really, they won't really talk about sex or not really, or drugs or alcohol. Or, yeah. Exactly. They'll put it very, very, very <laughs> nicely. Yeah, exactly. So I think what I had with, um, what was that line in my in my Monster X song? It was like something like dirty. Li oh no, that was the latest one. Like, I know you got secrets, dirty little secrets, and that's already quite on the edge there. And I think maybe male groups are more allowed to, to do that, or it's more normal for male groups to, to, to kind of touch that limit. And maybe that's why the listeners are like, oh, the girl groups don't have the same freedom as the male groups, and I like them less, or I like songs that are a bit edgy, and then they don't really do that. Mm, it could be that. Mm. Could be, but it's all. This is a bit of a guessing game. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if button, maybe. But the funny thing, at least from my perspective, is that I feel like back in the day, like quote unquote, back in the day, K-pop was way more like scandalous with their lyrics than like current K-pop. <sighs> because I think back to like AOA songs, like some of those groups, they could talk about like way more <laughs> than current really? groups. I think a little bit. Wow, cool. I don't know enough about like K-pop that is a bit older, but that's really, I have to look into that because that's really interesting. I think so. A tiny bit. Unless it's just me. Uh -huh. <laughs> that could also be maybe the globalization and also that they want yeah, they to want be to package it more everyone. Mm. Yeah. Then again, look what's global here. Like, yeah, no, dirty stuff. True, true, true. We're just starting to see what works and then in a few years everything's super gross and dirty. Yeah, nothing's left to the imagination anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who knows? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, it's not in the culture. I don't think. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think it's, it's a little bit out there, but we'll see how time goes on. But from your mm -hmm. perspective, either a song that you've listened to or worked on, have you found that sometimes the lyrics like hugely contrast the sound of the song? If that makes sense, because a lot of K-pop fans sometimes are surprised behind of the meaning behind yes. certain songs because they have like super poppy and upbeat beats to them. So has uh, that been something? I think that this found? is because it's different people that wrote it. Mm. Yeah, I had it with my. I think my first K-pop release for Luna. Oh no, no, so that was my second because the first was with Luna and Amber, and second with Luna. Um, yeah, I wrote this song earlier, so it wasn't for a brief or anything, and then they wanted it. And then changed the lyrics and it was a completely different story. And I was like, oh, this is sick. It's really cool, but it's so different. And I think because the songwriters that write the melodies normally are the not the people that write the lyrics. So you get two completely different points of view on a song. I think, I think that could be a big reason why people feel that way. Interesting. And th this is probably from a Western point of view anyway, this, quest this question. So maybe for Koreans, this is like, oh yeah, no, of course this song is about this and that. And for us, it's like, wow, that's such a contrast because in, in Western music, that doesn't happen or it's just a different perspective, I think. Mm, definitely. And I guess also for a Western audience, we're just, at least with those that don't understand Korean, you're just taking in the music for like whatever it sounds like. If it sounds upbeat, then it must be exactly. upbeat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you make your own story because you don't, 
you you can't understand Korean. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then yeah. they read the lyrics and then the fantasies like, are crushed. <laughs> like, no, this is Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like reading a book and then seeing the, mo- the, the movie and you're like, no, everyone looks different. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. But um, now it's actually time for our dilemma. So, Shanice, oh. you, do you want to read our dilemma? Yeah, I saved this one especially for you, Yantina. So, here we go. Ooh, oh, God. It says, hi, guys. I love the podcast. It's like I'm having a conversation with friends. I am not sure if this is something you can help me with, but here goes. I have a passion for poetry and writing songs. I have for the majority of my life, but my mom is very academic based and said I should just write as a hobby. I think life is too short, especially going through this whole COVID era. And I really want to write professionally, but I have no idea where to start. I would love to write for a Korean artist, but I don't speak Korean. And again, I don't know where to start. And it also feels like I'm overstepping as I fully don't understand the culture and I may be taking an opportunity away from a native. Help from a future songwriter. Aww. Well, I do agree. It's like talking to friends. It's really fun. So that's good. Uh, well, I have to kind of pick that apart because there's a okay. few things. Yeah. There's a few things in there, right? Um, firstly, academic-based parents, doubting if you need to go into music. Well, I, I come from the exact same. My parents are, are highly educated and, and I was going into med school oh, and, wow. and then decided to do music instead. And obviously for them, that was a bit of a like, <sighs> but then again, it's your life. And, and she's, I don't know if it's a he or she, but they're right that you only live once and life's short. And if you really have a gigantic passion for it, you should try to see how to develop that. Obviously going into, to, in my case, a music university, or I don't know if they would go to a music university or, or something poetry or something art. That also gives you four more years or like three or four more years to nurture your talent. So you don't have to be there if they're, if they're that young. You don't have to be there right now. But if you feel strongly about it, you, you need to choose to pursue, pursue it because you can always, when you're 30, whatever, you can always choose to do something else if you have to. At least you tried. Yeah, like give it a go. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I don't know now because I'm not really on it that much, but I do know at one point on Clubhouse, there were a few like writers and producers and they'll do like different rooms and stuff. So maybe jump in one of those and see what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause that was another point is how do you get there? Mm. That's a tricky one, obviously, because everyone's journey is so different. And uh, firstly, it's just a lot of time investment and just writes a lot of things. And I don't know if this person also plays an instrument and sings, because that is, if you want to write for other artists, that, that kind of is handy. Or you have to go in with other people. But yeah, do it a lot and then try to build it up. And if you would go to university, you meet a lot of people as well. And you'll find your way to get there. And it seems like some people have that one big hit and they're like, but then... For me, for instance, it's been a very gradual growth and and nothing, it's not like, well, this was my huge breakthrough. No, it's just been gradually going up. So that's just a good example of how everyone's journey is so different. So you shouldn't compare yourself. But if you want to do it, there's a way, I, I believe that. Yeah, just keep writing. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do lyrics for K-pop 
obviously that's not really going to work if you just if you're just a foreign lyricist so if you want to do poetry in korean why the, why the hell not learn korean how yeah. awesome <laughs> mm. now you're not taking it away from a native because there's there's space for everyone how many capable bands are there mm. enough so no 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 don't worry about that was there something else in the question uh i think we covered everything really and truly it's more about as you said her parents being academic writing as a hobby how to get into that space so stalk people on socials <laughs> <laughs> yeah also for sure and I think one thing in entertainment in general, I don't know if it might be different for songwriting and producing and that sort of thing, but also don't be shy. Like you sort of have to put yourself out there, like send the emails, ask like, can I listen into this? Or can we jump on a call? It's like the worst that can happen is someone says no, but I feel like when you're passionate about something, you have to try and push for it as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was, I mean, when I started, I mean, CDs were already quite old, but still I just, I, there was this guy that won The Voice, uh, that show, and I was like, ah, I'm going to write a song for him and wrote a song, did a whole arrangement and everything. It was not that good, but I mean, <laughs> it was, yeah. And I sent it on CD with a whole ha handwritten letter to the label, and they did come back to me and I said, oh, this is so not, I mean, it's not what we're looking for, but thank you for sending, saying, sending over. And I think just take that chance indeed. Because if I, I personally listen to almost everything people send me um, just to see, you never know. Mm. Maybe I'm like, whoa, I need to work with this person or, you know, so yeah, don't be shy. Like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we hope that helps. Um, you can write back in and we can add to that, but um, just try and go for it. But as we come to sort of the end of our episode, it's time for On The Radar. So this is where we like to find out, well, usually we do it and we talk about whatever we're into, watching, listening to, or whatever's coming up for us. But what's coming up for you? Do you have any projects that you're super excited about? Anything you've been watching, listening to, or wanting to try? Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of, at the moment, I'm kind of full throttle on my solo stuff. There's some really exciting things coming up as well. Um, some really good airplay opportunities that will probably happen. And and there's a music video coming. So I'm, I'm just really excited and really enjoying that, enjoying that right now. But I'm also doing a camp this week, writing for other people. Um, I'm working on a new Monster X song as well. Exclusive. with justin wow, yeah you, heard it here first. <laughs> you know they're always releasing new music so <laughs> that, that's in a really cool style actually it will be really exciting really exciting uh very different from their last albums and also some collaborations between k-pop artists and bigger djs and yeah there's some stuff going on which i'm excited about so how about you guys well i'm waiting for your new punk k-pop oh group to debut. maybe we need to start scouting Maybe we yes. need to be the managers. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. If you guys want to audition, yeah. email me and we'll Sick, create a group. Right? I'm here for it. I'm here I'm for ready. it. Yes. Um, auditions. Global auditions. Global <laughs> auditions. We'll fly into Seoul. And while we're there, we'll just book ourselves a five-star hotel and start the auditions there. 
Why not? Yeah, Why let's not? do it. Thank you so much for listening to How You At You. And remember that you can send in any of your unpopular opinions, dilemmas, or requests to howlyt at gmail.com. If you also really enjoyed this episode, please head over to Gentine's Instagram, her socials, follow her, celebrate her, and support her work. We'll leave all our socials in the description as well. Thank you so much, guys. It was awesome. Yay. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And until next time, we will holler at you. Bye. Bye. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.